Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about a couple of our partners. These are some of the folks that help us keep the podcast going, and they have some exclusive discounts just for our listeners. If you're a subscriber of our YouTube channel, you already know how I love to display my kicks when I'm not rocking them. My friends at Sneaker Throne make sneaker display cases featuring customizable LED lights, drop side cases to showcase the entire side of your shoe, not just the heel or the toe. And they just released their new hat throne for those that collect fitteds or snapbacks like myself. To me, it's the perfect way to display your collection, whether it's kicks, hats, or both. You can save 10% on your Sneaker Throne order by using the code history at sneakerthrone.com. That's history at sneakerthrone.com. Now, if you're a Patreon supporter or a member of our Discord community, you already know about Kicks with V Hot Sauce and his small batch locally sourced hot sauce. V has been one of the biggest supporters of the Sneaker History podcast since the early days, and his hot sauce has been a huge hit with the community. V has two new flavors that just dropped, habanero coffee and chipotle ginger. My mouth is actually watering just talking about them. He's giving an exclusive discount to our podcast listeners. The first 50 people to use the code SNEAKERHISTORY10 will save 10% on their order from kickswithvhots.com. That's sneakerhistory10 at kickswithvhots.com. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast or becoming a partner with the community, get in touch with us. You can reach us by email at podcast at sneakerhistory.com. Or better yet, tell some of your favorite brands they should be sponsoring our podcast. All right, enough business. Let's get into today's episode. What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. Man, I got the whole crew with me today. We had to we had to align schedules. We had to wait for the planets to align to make all this happen because we needed all four of us to be on because this episode is going to be kind of like the uh, the season finale, if you will, of 2021. But what's good, fellas? How you guys doing? It's good, man. I can't complain. I'm happy to be here with the boys, talk about some shoes to cap off the year. No, absolutely. It's like that Beatles documentary, but I think we're bigger cultural icons. So I'll I'll be gladly to say that the only band that's even more of a cultural phenomenon than us is Migos. So it's Migos, Sneaker History Podcast, Beatles. <laughs> There's no no fault with that statement at all. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Migos too. Like I didn't even have to guess. Um, I'm good. I could have gotten. Um, third row back at the Blazer game tonight versus the Spurs for like 250 bucks because they're playing the Spurs without Damian Lillard. So my presence is a present. Hello, everybody. 
<laughs> and on cue, disappeared off camera because he realized, hey, there's a free ticket for a Spurs game. Let me make my way to Portland. No. In fact, I went to go like just kind of hope that Dame comes back for one game just to beat the Spurs that badly. They were dirt cheap. That's yeah. why I had to ask two days ago. It's like, are we sure we're recording Thursday? Because these tickets are like stupid cheap right now. <laughs> the Spurs suck. The Blazers uh, suck without Dame. Here we are. No more talk about that. Yeah. Mick, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I feel like it's been forever since we recorded. We've had a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of challenges and a lot of interesting things happening. But speaking of making your presence present, making your presence a present. We got a, an excellent review to read today from one of the new members of the Discord who just leveled up any expectations we have for, for you know, community yeah. members. Uh, so They're now unreachable. <laughs> now, I was going to say this. Last year, during our year-ends, we kind of gave awards out. I think if there's a Rookie of the Year for the Sneaker History Discord, it would have to go to one Ruben Thomas. I'll read the review first, and then we'll get into his credentials of why he's the rookie of the year. But it starts off, great podcast. I love this podcast. As someone who started really getting into sneakers fairly recently, these guys are extremely knowledgeable and have friendly auras. I feel like I could grab a beer or lunch with these guys and just hang out. As someone who does his own semi-successful podcast, Nice Flex, I feel inclined to look out for any pod from that standpoint. These guys, these guys seem like very genuine friends, so it makes the conversations run naturally. Comparing their first episodes to what it is now is fun because you can tell they've gotten so much better with the conversational flow. The content is great, from in-depth interviews with people from the sneaker community to sneaker snake drafts, shoe drafts, to just general sneaker news talk. This pod has a variety of bits, and there's something for everyone. The Discord rules, I'm fairly new, but they're just so dang nice. I hope to jump in on a Zoom call. And my goodness, did this man jump into a Zoom call. Nick, can you give us what he actually did? This beautiful, beautiful, silly man. So, Ruben Thomas has been, uh, you know, actually it was even crazier. It started before the call, right? Because in the Discord, there was kind of some drama around the shoes showing up in time. He's getting married, all of this stuff. So, there's like people like trying to figure out how to help them uh, or help him. And as we're sitting on this call, you know, I don't know, half hour into it or something, he hops on from his wedding reception, like live from the wedding reception dance floor, basically, you know, I'm, I'm sure his wifey is in the background, you know, swinging at him, knocking the phone out of his hands, but he was on for a couple of minutes. He said, hi, introduce himself. Ruben, you're the man. I, I, I I just am speechless. Yeah. Hats off. So man. amazing. Hats off to you. Seriously. Ruben. Now, I just want to know. I'm a bio Ruben. Yeah, exactly. Robbie will buy Ruben. And if I have done my Googling correct, I'll get you a Hefeweizen because I believe his podcast is a two-man weed, which is a Dallas Maverick-centric podcast. So even though Mike is a big San Antonio Spurs fan, I think even he would listen for just that wedding night shout-out from us. So thank you again, Ruben. And more importantly, thank you to all of our listeners. And please remember, if you haven't already, write us a review. It really helps us out. Yeah, as Mike was saying earlier, uh, I mean – I listened to the podcast afterwards to make sure. So I did end up, sneaker history did end up on my Spotify year wrap, whatever. So, but uh, post those people. If, if, if we made the list, you know, make sure and tag us in, in that post. Do it. Here. So, uh, where do we want to start? <laughs> we got, we got a year's worth of kicks to go through. So the awkwardness begins. We do have a year's worth of kicks to go through. Where do you guys want to start? Favorite shoes, favorite releases. What are you guys thinking, Robbie? 
Yeah, I mean, wow, what are you guys thinking, Robbie? Okay, I'll start it's then. Um, over there. I mean, <laughs> I like big souls, <laughs> and I cannot lie. Um, no, I think I got to start with where I literally put my money where my mouth is this year, and it's with On Running. And I say that because they went public this year. On has this blown up. They were a feature is like on was like the number one like recipient of like footwear brand of the year from footwear news, some stuff like that. But I actually bought their stock and it's been doing really well for me. So Dang. I literally felt so good about these damn shoes. I was like, I'm going to go literally invest. And it's been a good call so far. Um, this is the cloud X. I've gone through three pairs now. Like I love, I work out in this model literally every day. This is a fresh pair because that, Round two has like mud and stuff in it right now. So I don't want to wear them, but um, incredible workout shoes. I'll probably never buy another brand's like athletic brand. Cause I don't consider Under Armour really like a, a contender in running. I'm sorry. So it's like, there's some <laughs> brands. It's like, why are you making running shoes? That's like a good running shoe. That's what, that's where I'm starting off. You guys can go wherever you want from there. But it's like, I watched the footwear news thing two days ago. I was like, dang, they really are killing it this year for, for how many brands don't really take off, how many brands throughout the past your entire life collecting hasn't really had an upward trajectory to trajectory is really cool. So, so power what, to them this year. What category was that for you? What, what do you consider that shoe? Like your favorite? Oh, this is just, oh, my straight up uh, favorite athletic shoe. Athletic shoe. Okay. Okay. Trainer, runner, and a water shoe, if you want to include that. But, um, I would say running training. Let's start there. Do you guys have a favorite running training? It could be a retro. It doesn't have to be like an actively available running shoe to where you're going to go get the most cutting line, you know, cutting edge technology. What's your favorite? I'll go next, I guess. So my favorite trainer of the year, because uh, I got the most use out of this one, is going to be my, was it the JJ4s? You guys can see they're kind of gross right now, so I don't want to like hold them too long, but this shoe really, I get through anything with it, like gym, outdoor stuff, anything. Though this thing's probably like the best, like no frill trainer shoe I have ever used, and I really get some use out of it. You guys can clearly tell. So that's that's my favorite trainer shoe. Beautiful. Too bad JJ Watt's legs are done. They look great on yours. You know, I gotta take it to range, right? <laughs> there it's my go. turn. That it's my turn, thing. JJ. <laughs> Take my ACL. Now, for me, uh, I have my Pegasus 38 Missouri-issued sneakers, and really those are my beaters. So those are what I run in when I decide to run. Those are what I walk in. Those are what I try to do, like 10 burpees in my garage when I really want to feel like I want to have a tasteful montage of my athletic feats in the last week. But nothing too out of the ordinary. There's nothing better than a good pair of Pegasus. And say what you will about it. To me, it's almost gotten a monarch level of cult-ish behavior associated with it, but the shoe is damn comfortable and it's damn wide. And that's really important for me because my feet are too voluptuous for most Nike training and running models. Nick, how about you? <laughs> uh, I mean, I got to go with the the shoes that Robbie just picked up for me recently. Uh, the Adidas was uh, the Boston's. Adios Boston nines. Yeah. I mean, nice. I haven't, I haven't ventured into the, like the $200 plus range when it comes to running shoes. So yeah, even just, I think this week Puma and Asics both released their versions or maybe it's Puma and 
I don't know, Yeah, but we'll get into it in a, in a future episode, I'm sure. But it's one of those things where everybody's kind of getting to that cantilever cushioning tech, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, the vapor fly, fly vapor percent next last, whatever it's called, <laughs> but insert um, name. <laughs> I mean, to, to me, like, it's just, I mean, I haven't spent a lot on sneakers this year and it's kind of interesting because, you know, I probably bought less than 10 pairs of shoes this year. So we'll see. We'll see what else. That's beautiful. That's definitely one of them. You know, it's just a kind of simple runner, but you know, for me, that's kind of what I was looking for. Something that's a little, a little updated from what I was wearing, but to Rowett's point, the Pegasus stuff is great. That's what I I was running in the zoom Pegasus, the turbos before, but the foam just kind of ripped on the backside of it. So I can't, just had to had to let it go and move on to something new. Nick, you buying less than ten shoes in twenty twenty one is just making up for the, all the other years you bought ten shoes in a month. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's honestly like, like, ten shoes in a week. Yeah, nature is nature is healing. Yeah, if we yeah. ever get nature a gambling sponsorship, that should be one of our prop bets: is the over under of shoes bought from each one of us, and like what's that cumulative total? Like over under fifty and a half. <laughs> yes. I don't want to yeah, see yeah, that. Number. I don't want. I don't want to make that. I'm good. I don't want to see that. I'm like good. I mean, Nick, what's interesting, you bring up a great point once we get off of like running training shoes. The the field has become so technical, it's almost like you have to charge 200 bucks for your shoe because you are so so much R&D into what's being produced and like you have to kind of keep up with the Joneses. I have to admit the the Cloud X being only 140, if you're looking for something that really works, and you don't care about having like the most, I guess, literally flashy. When I think of the next percent, it's like Zoom X on top of a plate, on top of another airbag, on top of like a swoop with like a 4% with like a four millimeter drop. And it's, it's just like there's so much going on that like you don't have to spend 220 to get a good shoe. But brands want you to think that you do. The Pegasus, again, probably 120 in a more accurate range, 120, 140, depending on what type of air you get in there. Um, there's a lot of great options that like aren't 220 next percenters. So For sure. if you think price is a barrier, there, there's many other great options. Pegasus is always go on sale, stuff like that. Um, the Adidas is also, yeah, there's good. actually some, there's actually some really good like Saucony runners that oh, are in the like 120 range right now too, that yeah. I'll, I'll probably get one of those next. Cause... In the discord, Nick will post stuff that he sees on eBay where it's like massive sale from like, I think he posted a, an ASIC one, and I think you just said ASIC, but like a while ago, a super duper like $30 shoes, like good running shoes for like mega cheap. So there's mm-hmm. always good stuff out there that yeah, won't break definitely. an arm and a leg. Um, let's go I back. I think we around. should so jump like, into, uh, to, to, I, I don't want to call it sneaker of the year, but definitely one of the most hyped and buzzworthy and talked about sneakers of the year. What was your guys' favorite dunk? Ah, oh, that's a good question. I was telling everybody in the beginning of the year, I was like, I don't need no dunks, man. Like, I really don't need anything. Got nine pairs now, <laughs> these new ones. Jesus. So, like, I already have a dunk out. So, I was pull it. It's uh, 31 of the 50 Virgil. Rest in peace, Verge. Super sad. It, like, legitimately bummed out my day. So, I impulse bought these. Um, I got on it real quick, though. So, I didn't have to pay crazy prices. Man. But I was on the fence about it for the past couple of weeks. They weren't selling on Soul Supremacy. Shout out to Soul Supremacy. And I was like, you know what? I saw the news and like two minutes later, 
the crackhead and he was like go buy some shoes of his <laughs> go buy some shoes um so but just like it's a normal ass dunk it's just done a little different i think that's kind of what he's going to be known for right is having quotation marks over something and writing virgil was here it's like not hard yeah. to do but you didn't think of doing it there's like that's what i've been like reflecting on there's so many good ideas we all probably have in our brain that we think are dumb or we talk ourselves out of and he's like nah fuck it dude i'm gonna like be a DJ. I'm going to go by, um, I think it's Flat White was his DJ name. He's like, I'm going to go by Flat White. I'm going to put quotation marks on shit. Um, I'm going to go just do whatever I want. Like, I'm going to put my twist on it. And if you don't like it, you're not going to, you're not going to collab on it. Like a Kate Moss Pyrex shirt. That's sick. There's like, there's so many like random things. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So I think why not? if, if that leaves anything, yeah, why not Russell Westbrook? It's like, <laughs> why not make a shoe? Why not put a hole in a dunk and put some extra stuff on it for no reason? Like, why not? Why do you? But why not? I mean, I a think too, like <laughs> that, like I got to see those in person and the quality on those is pretty crazy. Like I, I yeah. was definitely impressed by it. But then, you know, with his passing, I think what really solidified like my appreciation for him, because I, I like that he has the like just no fucks given attitude. Right. But like when when he passed and you you get to see all of these people screenshotting texts and dms and stuff that man literally reached out to everyone i mean knowing that he was battling cancer for the last two years and seeing all the people that he was sending positive encouraging messages to is like this is why he was successful because we would never see that type of stuff from all these people unless he passed right but if you know that's how he was with every other creative you know, like so many people look and think like, oh, I'm competing because these people do something similar to, to, to me. And like, that's not the case at all. Right. Like there's billions of people on the planet. There's room for everybody to do cool shit. And Virgil was like, I'm going to do cool shit. I'm going to lift up my friends and I'm going to encourage all these other people out here to keep chasing that dream, too. And I think, you know, that never came through in a lot of the stuff that that we'd been, you know, kind of presented through his collaborations and stuff, you know, like if you follow some of his close friends, you know, people definitely gave him his flowers, but I think it was really interesting to me, you know, kind of like, just like the massive amount of people that shared those types of things. And, and the stories were, you know, like th that's just so incredibly different for someone that's made that made it to that level of, you know, creativity and, and success to care about some random dude's Instagram account or some random person on Twitter that they're never going to meet in real life, but he was always encouraging in all those messages. And it, that, to me, that was just like, damn, like, that's why, you know, but, everybody can eat. And that's, that's yep. cool. Yeah. I mean, for me, I didn't feel the same kinship to Virgil Abloh the way a lot of others did, but I thought there was something very noble about the fact that the quote I kept seeing in all these different testimonials and posts about him was the fact that he was very particular about wanting to do things that would prove to the 17-year-old version of him that he thought weren't possible were actually possible, and I do think that that's inspiring. And then you kind of do a little bit more digging like both of you alluded to, and you realize this is truly an inspirational and aspirational type of guy that truly put the success of others over himself in some degree. And I think that's great. And I hate making the comparison because it's a bittersweet one, but the same way we all kind of felt a certain way when Kobe had passed, like there's a group of kids now that are so into fashion because of Virgil 
And you have to kind of look at the silver lining of a death and truly hope that these kids that truly were inspired by him now go on to do the great things that Virgil thought they would be possible to do. So I got to tip my hat to him for that and hope he and his family are doing better wherever they may be right now. Yeah, I mean, with the off-white stuff, I was always like the designs themselves were hit and miss for me, just depending on what it was like. I love the Jordan five that he did, which says a lot for me because I don't really like the Jordan five so much, but some other things probably not for me, but at the same time, just seeing what he accomplished from, you know, again, just from architecture school to, uh, you know, Pyrex to other things he's done to becoming, you know, I don't know exactly the exact title, but basically like the head of Louis Vuitton. I mean, just seeing not only someone, who is so important to sneaker culture do it, but, but someone who a person of color do it is just unmatched. Like it is it, hopefully it inspires people before he passed, but it, hopefully now that they see how kind he was to the people around him, um, that they are even more inspired to go take those chances and know that, Hey, I don't have to be in competition with you. Exactly. We can basically get each other there and kind of work that way. So I don't know. It, just like you wrote, I, I didn't have the same exact, uh, feeling of those who were close to him, but I will say it was something that really shocked me because I didn't expect it because it gives him the impact he had with sneakers. And I'm, I mean, I know the prices are going to be wacky right now, but I'm definitely looking for a pair just to have and just say, Hey, just put him into the collection. Cause again, the role he had in sneakers and just kind of the things he meant for the fashion world. So got to, got to respect the man for everything he did. I got to go with the undefeated five on it dunk. Uh, I've probably talked about the shoe way too much, but it's definitely one of my favorites, probably one of the best material dunks. And, I love the fact that it was easy to get. So thanks people out there who didn't think this, you know, didn't have any resale value made it easy for me. <laughs> well, you wrote it. What you got? Uh, for me, it was a two way tie. So I will pick the shoe that I like and I hope Nick picks the other one. Uh, I went with the Gundam dunk high. I would take that out, but that's in a unmarked garbage, uh, garbage bag somewhere in my garage as we're preparing to move. But my God, it's a beautiful shoe and the details just make it even more clutch and vibrant to look at. And I don't know how they're going to top that because that is just storytelling executed in the most brilliant way. Nick, how about you? When did you, when did you get that shoe? When did you get, I know you got oh, the Oh, he model. wasn't there when the you shoe. had it. Oh, I got the shoe. So this was silly. I The day it dropped on sneakers or what, one of the days I thought it dropped on sneakers, It what I missed out on it. And I was like, F it. I really like the shoe. I bit the bullet, did the StockX thing and was able to get it for 275 which wasn't bad in the grand scheme. Damn. Yeah, I wish, dude. Nice. I, that's a shock. That's a good shock. Yeah. And now I look at it and it's just kind of fluctuating in the 275, 315 range. But it is a breathtaking shoe in the same way that good dunks always are. I'm going to look that up now. Shit. All right. Continue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all three of those good choices. I mean, I, I, for people that didn't realize like that five on it dunk, right? Each one of those was made of five different materials too, which I think was a story that didn't get put out there as much as it should have, but that made it that much better. And obviously I would have loved to got the Gundams. That was just a crazy shoe. I tried for Mike in multiple places, but you know, yeah. just, impossible to get <laughs> and uh to, to robbie's point i would have probably picked up a pair of those virgil dunks if i had seen them in person ahead of time because when i got to see them in person my friend aaron got a pair i mean they're they're like ridiculously nice but um as far as like my favorite i think i have to i think i have to go with the magnus walker dunks you know that was a shoe that 
for me was super personal. And, you know, I mean, in terms of what I would want in a dunk, you know, I'm probably going to wear a low more than a high and that one doesn't have a liner on it. So it's, it's more of a grungy looking shoe than I would typically go for normally, but because of it being connected to, to Magnus Walker, Ishad Ware doing that stuff and him being a car dude as much, as much as he is a skater, you know, that's just like the perfect kind of combination for me. So I gotta, I gotta take that one with my favorite for the year. No, I was just going to say that golf dunk low was the second one. So I forgot completely about the Magnus Walker. So I was hoping you'd pick that, but I think the Magnus Walker is probably an better shoe than the golf dunk low. Yeah. You know, they did a lot of good SB did a lot of good shoes this year. And yeah, I, yeah. sometimes they go a little crazy, but like, you know, when I started looking at, at dunk specifically, like even like the P rod, the, what the P rods, that's a great shoe that we mm-hmm. all probably forget, you know, six months after it came out. Cause there's so many other releases. I was going to say we have to honorable mention that shoe and my shoe of the year. I don't have in my possession because I don't have that kind of flex. So it's a dunk. So we'll talk later about that. (laughs) A lot of good dunks. Okay. How about your favorite non Nike Jordan Adidas retro or release? Not part not retro release. Anything that wasn't from the big three power three. So I don't know power when power they power came power. out, but I picked up a pair of the Grand Hill Field Twos in the OG colorway, nice. and that was before that. I think they actually did an authentic or a anniversary pair later on in the year. But I would say that the Grand Hill Field Two and the navy and white. Nice fire! Oh, <laughs> I'm going with the uh, Eric Emanuel question pearlized pinto. Um, this is definitely my probably my favorite, one of my favorite shoes of all time right now so definitely favorite non-big three of the year i will bridge the gap between roads navy and mike's question and hit you with the fourth of july question hey these are super simple there's a lot of i have a thing man i'm very unpatriotic but lord knows i love a good (laughs) navy white and red shoe i I can i almost cannot say no Uh, most of the time i cannot say no but question fantastic Patriotism is questionable. <laughs> oh, look, look at go ahead, Nick. What's your words. favorite? Uh, I mean, I'd probably go with a question too, just because obviously my favorite shoe. But um, I think the I think the like the most recent, like the pink toed one, right? Like it's you know not quite the Eric Emanuel's, but yeah, there was a lot Soft of good pink. question colorways. I think the only the only downside to the question to so many is there's so many of them that you just you know, you're just not going to end up wearing, buying or wearing all of them. Um, the same way that I feel about Jordan ones and dunks, to be honest, like, I don't think, I don't think you should have any shoe releasing more than, you know, let's say, let's say 50 tops in a year. Um, and we'll maybe get into it in another conversation, but you know, if you, if you look at the number of questions that dropped, there's probably in the 60 to 70 range, there's probably, you know, hundred, hundred something dunks, or 100 and something Jordan ones, probably 100. There's probably 200 dunks if you count SBs and stuff. So <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. You just don't really need that many of a shoe, in my opinion. But I also know that it's that's the way it is now. There's just massive amounts of stuff being made. So yeah. um, the, the other uh, the other shoe that was just cool to see kind of come back is the new balance 990 series and the 992 mm-hmm. like the like there's just a lot of 
there's a lot of interesting takes on that shoe. I mean, I personally don't think that you really need more than the all gray pair because that's like the classic, that's you know, one. style. But it was interesting to see, you know, um, I'm trying to think like, like Para did one, Salehi did one. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like a, I think there was a W taps one, a double taps one. Uh, you know, just it's it's cool to see New Balance kind of. I don't know, getting just getting their elbows out in there, right? With all those collaborations, because typically New Balance collabs end up on like very standard stuff, right? Um, I would say like Concepts, Kith, uh, you know, those types always do New Balance collabs, which reminds me, I probably should say, because the shoe that hasn't shown up yet, but I did get thanks to uh, some help, was the Salmon Toe A6 Gel Light 5. That's, oh, you got it's it It's somewhere on my list uh, of, of best shoes. I don't know where because I haven't had it in person yet, but I, I like the Gel Light 5 better than the Gel Light 3. And, mm. you know, to get that colorway, you know, I think I think that's like one of those really significant historical shoes that kind of like brought attention back to Asics in a way that really they never had. You know, I, I mean, it's not even yeah. brought it back. It was like th- those early Ronnie Fogg shoes introduced people to the brand in a way that just couldn't even happen today with any brand, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. to end off that Ronnie's impact on this general shoes, I would never even look at a pair of Clark's original straight up. And then he reads I didn't buy any, so I didn't put my money where my mouth is, but like I, I now look at Clark's and I'm like, Oh, those are pretty cool. The Ronnie Clark's are nice. Not for me. What do they call it? A wallaby, the, the shoe style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm wallaby. not a wallaby guy. Um, so let's go ahead and I think this this year is probably one of the more polarizing years for one Michael Jordan, but your favorite Jordan. I have my favorite Jordan here. I can just tell you my favorite Jordan. <laughs> you want to hear my favorite Jordan? Do you want to hear? Which of the wouldn't, you wouldn't guess. It's the freaking Thunder. Or no, these are the Lightnings. Thunders are the other ones. Yeah. Um Lightnings, man. I wanted this shoe so bad for so long. And to get a retro in hand that's like everything you thought it would be is very is very nice. It's a good feeling. There's a lot of good retro. I mean, Jordan branded, I think, 91 different models like this retros this year. Um, and it's like, that's a lot. Um, these are probably one of the probably top four, most people's top five of the year. But the materials are actually really nice. They've retro. I mean, they've restocked a couple times. So accessibility is there. Just that was a shoe in high school. It's like, damn, I'm never going to be able to obtain that shoe. <laughs> and then here we are. Life's good. Dang. Right. Well, shoot. I actually only picked up three Jordans this year, uh, which is very surprising. But one I actually just picked up the other day, it actually beat out the Red Flint, which was actually my favorite. Um, a Red Flint 13 was a favorite Jordan. But this one beat it out, and that's the Electric Green 6. This shoe's, I don't know what it is. I have no cares about the look of the Oregon PE. Just something about this taking the traditional black makeup that you see in the infrareds and replacing it with that really bright, loud green and putting that milky, translucent outsole. Just, I don't know. It has something, just something special to it to me. And I had never owned a pair of six until this year. And now I might be a crack addict for them. So this is my favorite of the crack year. Crack so addict, far. like a crack addict. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think Nick, I'll go next. Uh, I like, and Mike, I always like how you pronounce the. 
French word that I always struggle with. So it's the ama manerie. Ama ama manier. Ama manier. Ama manier. Pinky out when you say it. It's the second one. Numero trois. Usually I don't go for non-OG3s, but something about that shoe was just beautifully done and it was very muted in its color. But that led me to say, hey, this is still a beautifully crafted shoe as this cat is all over me. And like this cat, I wish that shoe was all over me. But alas, it was one of the pairs I wasn't able to get this year. But who knows? Maybe there'll be more Ama Maniwi collaborations in the future. The one is insane. Nick, you can go, but I'm not really going to talk about the one much more. The one is just as good as the three. Good stuff this year. I want that go three. Ahead. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I didn't actually pick up a pair of Jordans this year that I can think of, but I think the I think the Gore-Tex, the, the black and silver mm-hmm. Gore-Tex is probably one of my favorites. You know, like to have a, a you know, somewhat waterproof Jordan one that you could just not worry about and beat up all the time, especially yeah. in that color probably is the one that I would go with. Um, I'm surprised that, you know, like we didn't mention the, the, uh, the union Jordan fours. I, I don't know like how you guys feel about them. They, they definitely grew on me because I like how weird the colors are now, but I still don't think I would ever, wear them what's what's super funny about you saying that is i had this thought about four or five hours ago like if virgil didn't pass i probably would have bought a union four instead of those dunks so i, I was like right on this fence between the union and then this i find what's the color it's like the the tan with the blue um oh, the taupe, uh they call that one that one's yeah something taupe things yeah it's a good looking shoe i think this there's so many to choose from it's just like it's hard like yeah. you're gonna have to leave you're gonna have, the travis six release this year there, there's a lot of good stuff the jay balvin released this year oh the jay balvin i forgot all about that one yeah. see there's so many yeah. see i went strictly what i owned so because there's so many out there it's like i i really i just didn't have a really good opinion on something if i didn't hold it so but yeah, the unc um uh, i mean c4 the unc4 those Four. i have those yeah. too those are fantastic and the materials are insane the UNC one is really nice too. We talk about how many ones just there are when it's done right. The UNC one's cool. The Hyper Royal one is also good. I got both those this year. They're both really nice in hand. Like you'll be surprised what's actually good when yeah, you're yeah. looking for it. But and then the as far breath, as like, oh, go. go ahead. No, you go. I was just gonna say, kind of in that in the in that like same vein of like stuff I forgot. Like the Carmines were this year, right? Yep, February. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Everybody like, forgot I would about it to pick up a pair, but yeah, a lot of them were bad. I've been seeing yeah. them for pretty good prices on resale. They're not bad at all. Shh, don't tell them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one of my, I mean, just I wanted to pivot that to like one of like what your pick is for like your least favorite shoe or the worst retro release, whatever categorization you want to give to it. And I'm, I have to say, the Jordan Three Cool Gray. I wanted that shoe so bad, like the Four. I wanted it so so bad. I got it in hand. And it was just so beat. Like the materials were wrong. The shape was wrong. I am not the type of person to gripe about the toe box shape, but one was circle, one was square. The, <laughs> the, the tongues were stitched wrong. It was such a trashy retro where it's like, I'll buy, I probably have received acquired 10 Jordans 
this year i love jordan's i always always love mm -hmm. retro products i don't think anything's ever going to stop there but the highs are high and the lows are low like yeah. not only was like oh bummer the shoe sucks i'll return it that happens all the time but like when you want something for a really long time like literally middle school and no, i'm high school i was like i want this shoe in high school so bad but back in the day it's like a 500 dollars shoe it's like to an mm -hmm. og in 2008 you're just not acquiring that shoe and i finally had the yep. chance and it was awful so <laughs> expectations versus reality yeah man versus reality man it was so bad was like, oh fuck but mike yes. it made me think about it mike brought up the pink midsole carmines like you're gonna buy the damn shoes whether or not and they know it and uh oh, yeah, okay myself included i'll still keep buying the damn shoes i bought these i'm um, in yes i didn't even want them i tried to get them for keith and keith's like i'm already good i got a pair i'm like well i guess i'll keep them so like, <laughs> oh no i bought these jordans i'm gonna keep them <laughs> oh, I, no. I love jordans it's like i love them but like you don't love your spouse all the time like you mess, <laughs> you mess up sometimes mike put the seat <laughs> down robbie yeah put the seat yeah. down <laughs> mike you didn't cut the crust off uh, <laughs> how's my family eating in my house right now nick oh, diversify your taxes nick diversify <laughs> diversify your portfolio yeah taxes but so I mean, yeah, what, what's your what's your letdown or least favorites or what didn't hit for you this year i think my my biggest letdown was really the trophy room jordan one like just not oh, having got about that one I, I don't i don't know a single person that got a pair i don't know you know like i, I don't know a single person that like got one without paying resale for it like yeah, and I don't see you know the, the story itself was really cool and i thought oh this would be really cool you know i'm not one to like really care about trophy room and in, in that you know like i don't think they're like you know that successful of a store if you remove the fact that you know marcus is michael's son and that doesn't i don't mean that in a disrespectful way it's just like they've they've had their challenges right and then when they get these opportunities and you just kind of see all the, you know, all the resellers in Florida, just like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 pairs on their sites, you know, it's just disappointing. And I don't think that everybody should have access to every shoe. I think, you know, playing the game is part of the thing that keeps us all interested in a lot of ways. Although like if every, if, if Jordan brand tomorrow was like, let's just make a hundred thousand of everything. I wouldn't care. Like I'd still like what I like, but that particular shoe was, you know, it just seemed really like a perfect story. It seemed like the quality was great on it. And, you know, I was excited for at least the chance to get it. And then it was like, it just didn't exist. Right. Like, yeah. just, like it's a beautiful shoe. Yeah. yeah. You can't it sucks. You can't get it. Yeah. I think probably my dis most disappointing would probably be the neutral gray at the 85 highs. They they didn't have the same crazy story as the the trophy rooms, but those eighty five cuts they make it such limited quantities and it's such a basic shoe that it's just hard to get. I mean, the lows are easy to get, but the highs are kind of where it was at, and that's what I tried for. And the resale prices were just outrageous for a white shoe, so I think that that's probably my most disappointing. Not because of the quality, but the fact that it was just that hard to get, and it was nothing attached to it. It was like no collaboration, no nothing. It was just. A, a white and gray Jordan one. Remind me, and I may be overstepping my bounds with this, but was this also the year where we tried to do Nike buy you dunks? And when we tried to do them, the quantities were very less as well as it wouldn't allow you to do certain 
pattern matching on the actual design itself. So for me, just you give us the possibility, you open the door, but then you realize I can't fully open the door. And that for me made me realize I don't want to buy this shoe until I get these things. And maybe I'm asking a lot and we'll never get that opportunity to customize dunks the way we did. But I'll also use that as a segue to say some of the dunks that were released this year, I know that that was almost a common talking point in one of our episodes was the fact that the dunk quality was variable to say the least to be as considered as we possibly can but also highlight that there is a consistency of quality in terms of that shoes production so yeah the 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 nike by you thing is it's like letting a kid into a candy store and then uh, like having all the big signage when you walk into the store and then getting in there and it's like oh there's four pieces of candy on the wall you well, you cannot dip this in peanut butter why not <laughs> yeah. it looks too much like this one don't do it yeah i mean i also think that like you know, that part of the sneaker world should just be, you know, that, that should just exist by at this point, right? There's plenty of customizers out there that are making one-off colorways for people. Why wouldn't Nike just take that business and make it an official thing by opening that up? But that's a, that's a conversation for another time. I will say the, the, the quality scale going from like, you know, garbage all the way to, you know, unimaginable, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's like i mean robbie got a pair of dunks that was literally like the left foot was sewn to a right sole like yeah that was, was such a weird shoe like to me this, where you're like, like, <laughs> like how does that even i happen? still wear them all the time though <laughs> and, and they they know they they're know these they've gone they so robbie's got two left feet. No. <laughs> no they were definitely they look like they're not beautifully made shoes but i still wear like Honestly, the sneakerhead in me is like, well, I'm gonna double wear these now. They're already beat. Like I double wear yeah. them. I wear them all the time. Like I was yep. looking. I have to put them back in the box a couple of days ago. And I look, you look at the bottom of your shoe as you put it in the box. Like I should probably clean this before I put this in this box. Like what the fuck was I doing? Like <laughs> everything. Yeah, there's some stuff <laughs> in the bottom of that shoe. But on, on the material, like the Unov will be that bad. But I just got the Street Hawker, um, and I, I bought it because I saw my friend's pair, and I was like, I need that shoe. Like. The materials are so good on it. Like, if a material is done right, you will literally salivate if you're really into shoes. Doesn't matter if it's super hype or if it's, you know, a, a Puma, a random ass $50 Puma. Like, if it's done right, it's done right. And when it's not and you expect it to be done right, it sucks. And when it's done right and you can't get it, that double sucks. Because then you've, like, hyped yourself and, like, you're you're DQ'd from the race before it even starts. It's like those, those, you've seen the videos of like the dirt bike people and the gate falls and they like, they get stuck in the gate and they don't even, that's like <laughs> Nick trying to get the trophy rooms. He's stuck in the gate and yeah. they never, stuck. he couldn't even get the bike. He was still back there somewhere trying to find his bike. They took it from him. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was thinking of that meme of the guy yelling at the cat be like, I'm going to let you out. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, let, let's pivot that to something happier. So not the release of the year or the best release of the year, but literally the best release of the year. And w- what I mean by that, I'll go by my first one. I had no issues acquiring this undefeated Air Force One. I should have had no issues acquiring this Air Force One. I acquired two out of the three Air Force Ones with zero effort. I go to undefeated.com. I do the little capture thing. I check out. It was fucking beautiful. Like the other pair, I walk into bait. They're there. Fantastic. There was enough of, there was enough of these shoes and both, and I guess all the colorways for the most part, if Mike could get him on a good resale. But I was able to go to undefeated.com on release day, type in my shit, and walk away with the shoe I came there to get. So 
I consider that like the best buy of the year because it was what I wanted. It's what I expected. And I got it. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. See, mine is going to be the Bape Superstar. Typically, anytime Bape did anything, it, they flopped the shelves, resells $400 off the bat. So the fact that it was oh, the fact that it was that easy just to get these and got them for retail, I'm like, I, I can't be mad at that. This is the first Bape anything I've ever had. So decent quality, easy to get. I mean, was, was not to be, you know, was, was not to be happy about that. So that's, that's my, I think, best release of the year. I'll go next. Uh, for me, this was the year that as we were kind of hopefully getting out of the pandemic, I thought maybe I'll go outside and start shooting some hoop again because that's one of those secret joys as the winter turns to spring in Portland. Like you can pull up to any decent outdoor court and just kind of get lost in the therapy of shooting your shot, literally. And in that regard, the cosmic unity. I mean, I, we were kind of hit hard with that marketing blitz of how sustainable it was and how it's a shoe of the future. And usually, as is the case, anytime Nike overhypes something, I'm resigning myself to saying, okay, how much over actual retail price am I going to pay for this? But they had enough stock for all of us that I think, Mike, you got a pair of Cosmic Unities in probably one of the more underrated sagas of the year where you got it, but then you didn't get it, but you actually did get it. So I'll let you kind of- For free. For free. Thank you. And yeah, (laughs) I think it's exactly that to Robbie's criteria. It was an easy purchase. There was no gray hair and I was ultimately very happy. I didn't go outside and shoot basketball, but I got the pair that hypothetically I would do that activity in for me it would be the the neighborhood undefeated zx 8000 so the the black and gum and the white and gum i mean they're they're still available now i'm i'm just glad they made enough to make it easy i mean i'll probably actually double up on both of them at some point hopefully if they hopefully they go on sale and i can get them for cheaper but um that'd definitely be the like kind of the easiest pickup for me um, one of the things I was wondering about too, like we, we don't really talk about them as much anymore, or I guess we don't really talk about them as much as maybe we should, but both like Pharrell and Kanye released a lot of good shoes this year. So Tons. for me, like, I think I still kind of wish I would have picked up that orange, uh, human race before the new, I forget the name of the new shoe. Uh, that Pharrell so, is doing. Sachona? Sachona. Yeah, Sachona. That's something a new like one, that. Yeah. Chicharrones? Um, no, wrong, wrong food. Wrong food. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but that would be my like favorite Pharrell re- release of the year, the orange NMD, human race NMD. And then uh, I really wish, like, I still can't get myself to buy Yeezys, but if I was going to, the Cream 700 V2, V2? Yeah, 700 yep. V2. Yep. That shoe is. That shoe is beautiful, man. Like, I wish it was made by somebody other than Kanye. <laughs> ah, that's a clean shoe, man. And with the Pharrell stuff, I, I'm right there with you. With some more things that came out before that were a little bit more accessible, I was able to get the NERD 20th anniversary pair for In Search of. So, and I got them for retail as well. So, can't. I wish there were more of them before they switched over because the latest they just dropped were those uh, BBC and Ice Cream inspired ones that are just. They would make like five pairs, basically. Nick, you've got to dive into the waters of Lake Minnetonka and buy a pair of Yeezys, man. They're fucking comfortable. So I know, I know you're a man about you're a man about the business. So you want something you can take on and off and leave by the door. You can leave a pair of Yeezys 
given your dog doesn't eat them, you can leave them there and they'll be comfortable to slide on and off all day. Um, so what's like your, what's like your best come up of the year? I just had mine. So I will, I'll start, but what's like your, your best deal or come up or deal or come up. That's, that's the phrasing we're using. And, uh, mine, actually, I sent you guys the screenshot right away earlier this week. I really wanted those fucking street hawkers and I wasn't paying five fifty. Like average selling price was like five fifty, five eighty on StockX. I put the low ball offer at three seventy five and I'm like, someone come down here and meet me in the cellar. And someone came down and met me in the cellar. And uh God, cellar has like two different meanings there. I, I meant the cellar like a wine cellar. That's a and then a cellar. Go triple cellar. Entendre. Damn. Yeah, right. No, I, I don't want to go all the way there. Yeah. But um <laughs> Great materials. I actually bought it's super funny. I bought a print off of Eat Like You're on Death Row. And that's when I really got aggressive with buying that shoe. It's like I bought the print. I really want this shoe. I kept like I saw it. I bought a print. And I'm like, well, no, I'm doing it. I can want these. And somebody came and met me at my low ball offer. So that was that was my my deal of the year. Still overpriced, but I mean, I'm happy. I'm really happy. There's not very many shoes I've bought recently with my Oh, money where I'm like legitimately like, yeah, I got him. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, for me, this is one that it was a steal of a deal, not only for the price point that I got it, given the exclusivity of the shoe, but also the story that it tells. Uh, this is, I guess, a local shoe. This is the Adidas ZX 5000 Deadstock Coffee. It's a shoe that's a source of great civic pride because for Robbie and for myself, our dear friend Ian is the proprietor of Deadstock Coffee, this local coffee shop in Portland that kind of serves as this hub or this nexus for all the goings-on in our culture, in our city. And the fact that he's been rewarded with not only a shoe at Nike when he had the, I believe, the streetwear, the janitorial dunk, but now he's got a shoe that commemorates his coffee shop, his true labor of love. And the fact that there's only 150 of them made, and I was fortunate enough to hit online because if you tried to get it at the actual coffee shop, you could see that line going all the way down, and it wasn't even worth it for me. I saw Robbie in the line braving the elements because that's just the high caliber of gentleman that he is. But yeah, shout out to Ian, shout out to Adidas for making that come true because it proved to me you don't have to be a superstar, you don't have to be an athlete, you don't have to be a musician, you can just be a man about the people and still inspire somebody to make a shoe after you. So kudos, Ian, kudos, Adidas. Nice, I got to give myself the pat on the back. That's how, you know, I'm a real sneakerhead. I just wanted to go try to buy them to literally support. I was like, oh, we don't have a 12 anymore. I literally just got out of line. Like, I'm not going to go buy somebody else's other because, yeah, road size already got called out, too. So I'm like, well, can't get anything for either one of us. And they don't make Nick size. And then Nick, yeah. Mike didn't <laughs> want a pair. So I was like, well, someone else is going to be happy. I'm just going to literally get out of line. Like, so. I tried to support him. You do. I still got the knife. There's tons of other stuff. I have so much Deadstock merch in my house that it's funny. Same. Every time I go to Deadstock, I inevitably end up with one other article, whether it be a sticker, a mug, or a T-shirt. And my wife is like, are you supporting Ian as much as you're supporting me? Because I feel that there's a discrepancy in support there. But, you know, we got to look out for our friend. I want to visit that shop one day. I need to come out there. Yeah, that was definitely one of the better releases of the year. I, 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 yeah, it was it was gone before. I mean, I would I would be able to squeeze a twelve maybe on that, but I'm sure they I'm gone. sure they will never hit the retail market. <laughs> well, shoot, I guess I'll go with my my steal of the year, best deal, come up, whatever you want to call it. But it was the Kiss of Death Air Max One. This shoe was so like it, 
back in the day when it came out originally, what was it 2001? It was just like, oh my God, this shoe. 2021 comes around, people could give two craps about it apparently. Got this thing for like 115 bucks. And I mean, I've been wearing it a lot. I love this shoe. Not wearing it now because it's like getting cooler outside, but best believe when the spring comes back around, you're going to have the fun socks out again. Mike, you're not wearing them right now because they're in your hands, buddy. No, Mike. All right. (laughs) Move on. Next. You ain't got kids. You can't do dad joke. Get out of here. (laughs) They're in your hands, champ. (laughs) This guy. Come up of the year. I mean, I didn't buy enough stuff, but when Mike made his video about the Adidas Azalea or whatever it is, Mm, Iggy. That's exactly oh, what I was thinking, Robbie. I have Thank to blame you. him because I, I actually did buy a pair of those, but I found like a 30% off coupon code that worked. So they ended up being like bucks. 60 something bucks. So That's a heck of a if it's sub 75, baby, it's free. <laughs> Not true, but I like your thought process. I wish. <laughs> Sneakerhead uh, logic. <laughs> It's like that's like one of those things where I know I know you guys probably do this too, but like any money that's like in PayPal or Venmo doesn't count as real money. That just like it's free to spend on anything. Yeah, my Funny goat money. money when I sell stuff is that's not real money. That's <laughs> I can do whatever I want with that. You can't withdraw yeah. to make it real money and do whatever you want. As long as I don't ever withdraw it, it's not real. As long as I keep flipping it back into shoes, it's it's fake money. It's like monopoly money, silly money. <laughs> All right, so. I think we got to do it, right? Sneaker of the year. Each What's person. Sneaker of the year. All right. Who's going to go first? Me. Set the bar. Um, the Supreme fucking dunks. All of them. The brown, the lime green, the blue, the black. Really? Yeah. I've seen I've seen enough friends locally wearing them. And I'm like, bro, why got to flex on me that hard? I'm like wetting my pants. I didn't wear any Depends here. But like when you <laughs> see them and like I haven't had enough chances to see the OG highs in person. So I just, I assume that if you transported me back to what, 2003, 2002, yeah, 2002 was the lows. 2003 was the high, right? I think 2003 was the high. Um, Sounds right. Those pristine, like the first time seeing those shoes must have been so magical. And in 2021, seeing that shoe in person, my friends, particularly in the black and the black pairs, it's so simple, but it's also just so supreme. Like, the overlays, the quarter panels look so good. The stars look so good. <laughs> well, everything looks so buttery and perfect. And uh, well, it's just tune yeah. into the season premiere when uh, Robbie will have that shoe because yeah, not for real. Sir Coppolot has has got everything. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if those are acquired by New Year's. Cause, no, I mean, I think about him all the time. Like I only bought all that Virgil stuff because he died, and I'm just like, I felt really bad. Oh my god. Not, and I didn't feel bad because of like he, him passing. Well, I do. I felt bad because of him passing. Not like he's gonna get money from me when he's dead, but like just no, it's a, a impulse buy. I, I felt some kind of way. I was like, no, nah, I'm buying all these things. But if that didn't happen, I would have probably just bought the Supreme Dunk by now. But uh, yeah, any four of them. The lime green one's my favorite, but it's the most expensive. It's like thirteen hundred bucks and a twelve. But it's just so cr- that's the most supreme shit ever. A lime green star fake Tiffany print dunk. Like it's so fire. It's so you gotta see it in person. Once you see him in person, you're like, I get it. But like the trophy rooms, you're never gonna see that. I don't know one person who bought that shoe that doesn't work at Nike. <laughs> Caveat. Because <laughs> everybody who's I seen them wearing them, they got them for retail or half off from 
you know, from work. So they, they don't care. Off? Yeah. Man, I got the wrong job. Yeah, you do. We all have the wrong <laughs> jobs. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that shoe in person. Shout out to Rico. I got in an argument with Rico at like 6.45 in the morning. <laughs> he woke me up angry. He's like, the Amon Minier is ugly. And I'm like, bro, we haven't even seen it in, you haven't even seen it in person. And he's like, I don't need to see it in person. It's ugly. And I'm like, there's been one time in your life you've seen a shoe in person and it's changed your mind. And he's like, no. And then like two hours later, he's like, all right, there's two shoes. So like <laughs> the Supreme, the Supreme Dunk is one of those shoes. You're like, oh, that shoe's overpriced it's stupid it's supreme yada 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 just stare at it for like 15 minutes on foot sit next to somebody with them on and you'll be like damn i'd like to give my time to robbie because i feel like this monologue can only get better and i really have no- <laughs> right <laughs> just like, i have I nothing to contribute no. so robbie please take the time i was just gonna say quick honorable mention i really like the travis scott fragment one lows but i'm never gonna see those so uh, Nope. The closest I'm going to see is the shade of blue that Mike's wearing in that sweatshirt. And yeah, that's about it. But yeah, no, Robbie, please continue because that was beautiful. No, that's, that's really the end of the rant. It's just like, yeah, man, there's, there's some shoe in your life, be it the best shoe of the year or whatnot. You see it in person and you're like, damn, I get it. So, yeah. So I have a contender that I own, but I know the actual shoe of the year. So the contender I think is the pattern. Air Max One, I love this shoe. Um, but uh, I think the Amma Money Air Three may end up being the sneaker of the year. Um, it's just a good looking freaking shoe. I wish I tried like twenty different ways to get it. No luck. Um, I think I even had my wife in there too, see if she can get a pair. I don't care who gets it. I just want to see the shoe and no luck at all. So, but I think that's definitely might take the prize. Uh, I mean, I already. I already mentioned my shoe of the year, the neighborhood Adidas ZX 8000. I mean, I've worn that shoe probably 150 days this year. And it's just like, it's become a go-to. I I mean, it's look, it's like basically like almost like a, you know, carbon fiber weave type of finish, you know, black gum, the zipper on the tongue. It's like two of my favorite brands collaborating or I mean really three if you throw Adidas in there, but like to me it was just like it's like one of the I feel like another like element of being a sneakerhead, kinda like to your point about when you get a shoe and you're just obsessed with it. Like when you just know like this shoe is just like basically meant for you, right? Like mm-hmm. this is like they were literally like drawing pictures of me in their art boards, you know, two and a half years ago when they started the process. Cause they're like, this is a guy that buys all the fucking neighborhood undefeated black shit. Anyway, we'll just make it and we'll put a gum bottom on it. He'll probably buy five pairs. I feel like that's like, they literally probably have that. Like if you look back at the, at the storyboards, it's probably a, a dude with a giant's hat on even just cause they're like, yes, yeah, yeah. We already saw him post all this stuff on Instagram, but yeah, that, that, that shoe for me is just, Next level, like I said, I want to get a couple more pairs of it. There's so. a size 10 that was 150 bucks, and I never knew about the shoe, and I'm almost contemplating getting it because of how beautiful that shoe is now. <laughs> so thank you. I'll buy two Adidas shoes to end the year. Two, two Adidas. <laughs> that was a good episode, though. Yeah, what's, what's your shoe of the year, listener? Why don't you go ahead and drop us a comment and let us know? <laughs> Please 
we love this engagement from our consumers. Yeah, no. no, I think it is a year of the please. end. Uh, please, we really appreciate you guys. We do this show for you guys and occasionally for us so we can make each other giggle, whether it be through freeze frame or through actual things that we say. But it goes without saying you guys are our life force. So the more you listen to us, the more we give you shows. So if you stop listening, no, we'll still probably make shows, but it'll just be for the four of us. Don't do it. No, I mean it's 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 been a blast talking with you guys. It's been a blast to meet people and have them have them join the Discord and like really get to know them and you know seeing people do meetups and stuff too. Like it just, I mean, it's been amazing. I do I do think that you know the last two plus years of of doing this podcast, we haven't really taken any breaks. So this is going to be kind of the first time we actually take a few weeks off and actually you know, I mean. Some of us will just hang out with family. Some of us will probably be on a yacht someplace, you know, buying Robbie. expensive shoes. <laughs> Robbie. That's what I got a... out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> very affluent human being. No, I mean, no, it's, it's a, it's a, a it has been note. really awesome, though. <laughs> on a serious note, thank you to all the brand partners for throughout the year for yeah. helping keep me laced. I did buy a lot of shit, but also thank you for the stuff I didn't buy. It's much deeper than that. It doesn't matter about getting stuff for free, but just thank you. We still appreciate, appreciate the it. gesture. So I have to second that that thought. So you guys thought enough about us to include us in whatever list it is to send people things. So we yep. appreciate you. Yeah, most definitely. And and looking forward to to you know continuing those relationships and, and meeting new people both in the community and and on the brand side and hopefully, you know, I've said this in kind of the, the ad role or whatever, the B rolls, the ad role. I've said this in the in the ad spots before, but if you're listening to this and, and enjoy listening to, to us, you know, make each other laugh, let us know who should be sponsoring the podcast, because that's something that I'm really going to focus on in 2022 is to, you know, make this something that we can do more of and, and kind of improve the quality and hopefully use it to do some more cool shit for the community. So um, it, it makes more sense for me to, to get introductions and, and hear from people and, you know, get introduced to brands from the people that are listening that actually care than to go find people that are just wanting to spend money. So, Facts. um, that's, that's the end of my rant, but it's been awesome as always guess last, last time of the year, guys, let them know where they can Ooh. find you, how they can connect with you. Find me here. At all times sneaker history, but of course you find me on Instagram and Twitter at MattWatcher789, and of course on YouTube at Mike Guillory. Um, guys, we're almost 300 episodes, by the way. So when we come back, we're gonna be creeping up on that milestone. So just so everybody knows. So that. what are you saying, Mike? Shirtless episodes in the style of 300, the movie? Shirtless with baby oil. That's how we're going. Uh, you can, you can <laughs> find me shirtless on baby oil in my OnlyFans account at RHBEE. No, no, that's not it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rohizi, <laughs> on Instagram at RoadM13, and usually in Robbie's mentions whenever he posts cool shit. All I have is Crisco. I don't have any baby oil. I'm sorry. It's fine. You smoke a French fries. Okay. Freedom fries. <laughs> Right, Freedom Fries. <laughs> Make sure you're following at Sneaker History, and you can find me at R A H B E E seven zero two. What about you, Nicholas? You can find me. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was I was giving it to you. I was passing the rock, and you took it. It's like in basketball when someone's trying to make a pass, and someone's intercepted yeah. in a layup. It's like, oh, shit. I'm just getting behind the elbow, and Ray Lafrance over there just fumbled the bag. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I pulled a Rafe LaFrance. Hey, thanks for, thanks for supporting us. You can follow me at Nick Ingvall. And uh, like Robbie said, more importantly, just follow at Sneaker History. We got some new stuff coming in the new year that uh, we'll share in the coming weeks. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. We're going to kind of branch off and do some more cool shit outside of the world of sneakers. But uh, stuff that I think will be fun for everybody that's listening to. So thanks for rocking with us for the year. We'll catch you next year. Peace. Peace. Happy holidays. Whatever y'all do. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, And we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.